Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. and gentlemen, welcome to Bronzeville. For episode two, the winning numbers are 42, 52, 72. March 18, 1947, United States Penitentiary, Terre Haute, Indiana. Sammy Minetti, well, goddamn, I thought I'd never see you inside these walls again. <laughs> hey, Everett. Now, you won't see me inside one of those cells again, but I got nothing against these walls. You knew I'd be back here to see my old friend. Help that I loan you all that dough. <laughs> got a good point there, old buddy. How are they treating you in here? You know how it is, three hots and a cot. Guards giving you any trouble? You know, they still look at me funny, but they know their place. They, they know their place. <laughs> so, to what do I owe the pleasure, Sammy? It's about that money. You were going to buy those jukeboxes. Still a good idea. That's a steady stream of income. Yeah, it's still a good idea. I still want to do it. Ah, I loaned you the money for those jukes already, man. I know, I know. And, and I was gonna, but there's this joint over on Roosevelt in Paulina on the west side. I had a shot at picking it up fast, and it's a hell of a location. I'm guessing this shot took a few shots. <laughs> no, no. Everything was very civilized and genteel. You know me, Everett. I like to make friends. Huh, that's why you bought a color club? So you can make more friends? You opened my eyes to diversifying my associations. I'll have you to it when we open up. Gonna have top flight talent, all the best. But that juke business, it's still out there. It's still ripe for us to just scoop up all that money. Well, when your new club starts paying off, you can buy them then. I stake you to another proposition. I'm not doing right by my people. <sighs> all right, all right. This place is gonna be mint and dough soon enough. You just get through the next couple months, we'll have a big party for you. You'll see. I got my own club, Sammy. Party's gonna be there. But I'll be by to see what you're doing with your place and to collect my money. Hey, you know I'm good for it, buddy. <laughs> hey, you find anyone in here to play chess with now that I'm out? Finding someone who plays chess in prison is like looking for a mouse that likes cheese. The hard part is finding someone who plays chess as poorly as you do. <laughs> That's been my challenge. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Are you? I'll be the judge of that. Bronzeville. Jimmy! Jimmy! Come over here. Yes, ma'am. So how'd you do, Miss Holden? Good. Good. Listen, do me a favor. Hmm? 
Mr. Holder's gonna hit the roof he finds out I'm doing this, but I got a feeling in the day, Jimmy. Here, put this on 52, 17, and 49. And here, take another dime. I want a saddle on that just to be safe. Okay, but if he finds out, don't go blaming me, all right? I don't need your husband looking to tear my heart. <laughs> It'll be our little secret. And when I win, he won't mind at all where it came from. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rooting for you, Miss Holder. You're a good boy, Jimmy. You take care now. All right. Thank you. Hey there, Casper. Damn, Jimmy, man. How come I'm always waiting on you? You ain't always waiting on me. I have some business with my neighbor. So, what's on tap today? Hell, just the usual. Picking up bets. Gonna be slow for a while, though. Why is that? All the bosses are at a big meeting. Oh, yeah? Where's that happening? Hell, if I knew that, I'd be a boss, wouldn't I? <laughs> Guess so. I'm gonna be the boss someday. Hell, someday I'm gonna be the boss. Damn, boy, you've been at this a month and you ain't even figured out how to be the low man yet. You got a long way to go before you're gonna run this show. Besides, Copeland's ain't never gonna step back. And you sure as hell ain't dumb enough to think you're gonna take them out of the game. That is the truth. Come on, Negro. Let's go sell some policy. Hey, 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 gentlemen! Gentlemen! Sorry, Jesse. Listen, damn it. Until my brother gets out, I'm in charge here. Now let's get this meeting in order. We all have places to be and things to be doing, I'm sure. We are particularly privileged to have Brother Randolph with us today, which brings us to our first order of business. We've all seen a rise in police raids in the past few weeks. Before we start discussing possible causes, however, is anybody here behind on their payments? Well, all right. That's good. I know we got some stubborn bastards in here, but it's good to know nobody's stupid. It's the bulletin. The newspaper. They've been on a rampage the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. Anyone here know what I'm talking about? Well, I'm sure you're all reading The Defender every week, but if you want to keep up in the world, you've got to broaden your horizons, gentlemen. Chicago Bulletin is the whitest newspaper there is. What am I going to get out of that? If you spent more time opening your eyes and shutting your mouth instead of the other way around, you might learn a thing or two. Tiny, how are you going to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with a man if you don't know what he's thinking? Shit, Tiny don't even know what his wife thinks. <laughs> Shut up, fool. This is the editorial from yesterday's bulletin. I've already read it once. This will be the second time anyone in this room has read it. The wheels keep spinning. They spin in the morning, and they spin in the night. They spin in basements below bars and in lofts above shops. Nothing can stop them. The police raid them, and they keep spinning. The king of the wheels is locked up in a federal penitentiary, and they keep spinning. It is a well-known fact that policy wheels are one of the most profitable forms of endeavor for the criminals who prey on the public appetite for so-called games of chance in this city. Studies show that policy takes over seven million from colored families on the south side, many of them on relief. The fact is that a good portion of the money that is spent on policy comes from your tax dollars in the form of relief checks to the Negro community. And the money legally robbed from your wallet then goes to corrupt the police, the courts, and the politicians the same politicians who vote on taxes. Oh. 
We call on the state's attorney to launch an immediate investigation into the policy racket and into the wholesale bribery of the democratic administration of this city by this criminal enterprise. We must stop the wheel from turning. So that's what's going on, brothers. That's why you've been getting raided more often. The white man's in need of some extra advertising dollars, so he's playing the black devil card. They'll move on to something else sooner or later, but for now, this problem is hurting all of us. Now, Jesse called me here to come talk to you because this falls under my particular purview. That means the scope of my influence, Harry. I'll buy you a dictionary next time I'm at the bookstore. (laughs) Harry don't know what a bookstore is. Shut up, Negro. All right, all right. I'm going to pull some strings, see what I can do. However it goes, this will pass, gentlemen. Trust me. Once they find some new cause to get burned about, but it's not good for business and it's not good for Bronzeville. Thank you, Brother Randolph. Everyone here appreciates everything you've done for us, might I add. We've got to keep moving forward. That we do. Which brings us to our next item. Tiny Slater, Willie Hodge, you two need to straighten your shit out. Nah, man. I don't need to straighten out nothing. This son of a bitch has been hitting my customers, taking their money, representing his men as mine, think he's some kind of gangster. Your customers don't trust you no more. You've been shorting them in the payout. Lying in your pockets cost the rest of us money. I'm doing a public service, keeping the game honest. Well, you two are going to have to work it out. You don't come into my turf and tell me how to conduct my business. When your business hurts my business, you damn right I do. That's a good way to end up on the bad side of my neck. Listen to me, Willie, goddammit. Nigga, it. you do not want to go to war. No, you talking Shut war. the hell up, both of you. The hell is wrong with you two? Nobody cares, you understand me? Nobody cares. You work this shit out now, or you're both out there on your own. We have to stand together, or none of it means a goddamn thing. Get me involved in this penny ante shit. Both of you will end up on the unemployment line, and that's if you're lucky. Do I make myself understood? You do. I hear you, Mr. Randolph. We'll sort it out. You're goddamn right, you Let's go. You see what I'm dealing with here, huh, Curtis? Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you for stepping in. You can't let that happen, Jesse. You just let those two fools go at it. You got to come down hard on that shit. Real hard. The job isn't about making friends. You know that. You've seen Everett handle these things. These men, they respect him, and they fear him. I know, man. I I, I know. It's just... Well, shit, I can be as hard as any man, Curtis. You, You know that. I remember. But they all know it's just until Everett comes back. But it helped a lot, man. Having you stand with me here today, let them know who's in charge. Let them know you got my back. Hell, you got the back of the whole community. Somebody's got to do it. You shiftless Negroes would let it all fall down if I didn't stick around and keep an eye on you. (laughs) (laughs) Sure you're right. Yeah, but you got to stand strong now on your own, Jesse. You got to do it for your family. You got to do it for the community. I can't always be here to pick up the slack for you. Hell, I don't even want to be here at all. I'm supposed to be steering clear of all of this shit. And now I got to go straighten out some white folks. Chicago City Hall. Mr. Mayor, Curtis Randolph is here to see you. Perfect timing, thank you, Effie. Let him stew a minute or two, then show him in. Yes, sir. You know why that big spook's here, don't you, Martin? Yeah, I do. I've been expecting him for a while now. What are you gonna do? 
What else can I do, Joe? I'm gonna smile and listen, and your department's gonna do what they gotta do. Well, I'll tell you one thing. My boys have been a lot happier in their work these days. Busting niggerheads puts a pep in their step. It's been feeling like the old days. Yeah, I know, but you need to remember, these coloreds have real pull now. I wouldn't be sitting in my office chatting with my police commissioner on this lovely afternoon without that colored vote. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. When this blows over, it'll all go back the other way. But for now, hey, don't mind me if I'm enjoying the situation a bit. Just don't enjoy it too much, Joe. We're gonna need those votes again. Curtis Randolph, Mr. Mayor. Thank you, Effie. Curtis, how you doing? Mr. Mayor, Commissioner. What brings you by this warm summer day, Curtis? I'm sure you can guess, Mr. Mayor. Well, if he can't, I can. This is about the raids. There's been ten different raids in Bronzeville the past two weeks. Now, I know appearances must be maintained, but it's starting to hurt my people. Well, Curtis, I'm sure you've been reading the bulletin lately. I have, and I know Mr. Powell's editorials have gotten white folks especially fired up. That they have, that they have. I'm sure I don't have to remind the mayor of Chicago that Bronzeville has always been a strong supporter of his. Well, you certainly do not, Curtis, and that support has always been appreciated. Our coloreds in Chicago are among the finest in the world, and we appreciate their full support. And you will continue to, sir, but my people need some relief here. According to the bulletin, your people are getting so much relief, they can afford to gamble some of it away. Now, come on, Joe. Curtis here is an upstanding citizen. He has a valid concern here. Curtis... Your people will get that relief once Jonas Powell finds something else to fixate himself on. You know how these crusades go. Yes, but I've never been on the receiving end of one before. I know, I know. I'm just, I'm asking you to bear with it, Curtis. I believe it was King Solomon who said, uh, this too shall pass. Your people believe he was colored, don't they? He was. Mr. Mayor, I was hoping you would have a gentle word with Mr. Powell. Well, I'd like to, Curtis. I really would. But the press doesn't take too kindly to the mayor interfering with their freedom of speech. That's one of those things they take particularly seriously. I understand they take it as seriously as the people of Bronzeville take their right to vote how they see fit. That truth is not lost on me, Curtis. And I'm sure by the time the next election rolls around, I'll have come up with a way to make this inconvenient situation up to them. Three years is a long time. In the meantime... The commissioner and I will discuss ways to perhaps reduce the number of raids until this situation blows over. That would be a nice start. Well, it's about all I can do, Curtis. Come now, Mr. Mayor, it's not all you can do. Excuse me? If the services I am paying for are being curtailed, so are my payments. That's the way I've always done business. Hey, now. No, Joe, hear hear him out. He's not entirely wrong. All due respect, Mr. Mayor, I am not wrong at all. My payments to City Hall are made with the understanding that, among other things, my businesses will not be molested. I am not receiving that service at the moment. Well, it does seem that if the people of Bronzeville aren't getting the service they're used to, we might see our way to reduce the cost of that service they do get until such time as the situation can return to normal. That would at least send a small message. I'll discuss it with the Commissioner, Curtis, and we'll get back to you with that figure. But don't worry. Jonas loses interest in these things after a while. Some new outrage will capture his fancy, and this will all be a memory. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Will that be all, Curtis? That will be all, Mr. Mayor. Thanks for stopping by. You give Mrs. Randolph my best now, you hear? I will, Commissioner. Curtis? You weren't serious about that, were you? About cutting payments? We all have to share the burden, Joe. Oh, yeah? 
What part of the burden are you sharing, Mr. Mayor? Well, for starters, I expect I'm going to have to listen to you kick about this until it's over. That's a burden enough for any man. Ah. <laughs> Bronzeville's people have never let poverty, disease, and discrimination get them down. The vigor with which they enjoy life seems to belie the gloomy observations of the statisticians and civic leaders who know the facts about the black ghetto. In the lean years as well as the fat, Bronzeville has shared the general American interest in having a good time. It's people like the movies and shows, athletic events, dancing, card playing, and all the other recreational activities, commercial and non-commercial, which Midwest metropolises offer. For the people of Bronzeville, having a good time also serves another function, escape from the tensions of contact with the white people. The Royale, Bronzeville's most popular nightclub. Welcome to the Royale, baby. You ever seen anything like this, Jimmy? Oh my lord, no I have not. This place, it's incredible. Oh, it's crazy, man. It's so big, and I ain't never seen so many damn well-dressed Negroes in my life. <laughs> now you glad you bought that new suit now, ain't you, boy? Hell yeah. <laughs> and look at all those girls up on that stage right there. Have you ever seen so many fine-looking women in one place? No, I can honestly say that. Say what? Speaking of fine-looking women. Where, where, where? Over there, sitting with all them white gals. Damn. Oh, yeah. Look, you, you, you see a filly you like to? <laughs> oh, shit, man. Are, are you for real? What? You got yourself a damn death wish, boy. You have any idea who that is? Yeah, she's the gal I'm gonna meet. Brother, you are not meeting that girl right there, not in this lifetime. It don't take much to know that she's special. What makes you think she's too special for me? Cuz, fool, that is Miss. I said Miss Lisa Copeland. Copeland? As in? As in Copeland, fool. Wait, wait, wait. You said Miss. So she ain't married to none of them? No, man. She's their sister. No shit. No shit. So what's to say that she and, and me can't? Man, because you the damn help. Don't you know your place? Say, you the cat that told me he's gonna be the first colored president of the United States. I'm just talking about me and the gal. <laughs> me and the gal, shit. <laughs> what I'm gonna do with you, Negro? A man must have aspirations, Casper. Oh, hey, Z, good to see you. Casper, my man. Who's your friend? This is Jimmy Tillman. New guy, he's working out pretty good. Jimmy, this is Z Copeland, your boss. Jimmy, welcome to the organization, young brother. Thank you, thank you, sir. It's good to meet you, Zeke. I mean, boss. You two fellas enjoy yourself tonight. We got the best music, hardest booze, and the prettiest ladies. You need anything, you talk to one of my people, all right? Thank you, Zeke. Thank you. All right, then, fellas. Seems like a nice fella. He is. Unless you're stealing from him, or well, I don't know, trying to get close to his sister. Then he'll cut your damn throat, not even think twice about it. <laughs> Stop it, man. Look, that's not funny. I mean it, Jimmy. Look, don't mess around with the Copeland family. You don't know what real power is until it's coming down in your damn head, man. Say, she's looking kind of bored over there. I wonder what she's thinking right about now. This place is amazing. It's so alive. It's just, it's th 
throbbing with excitement. We don't really have anything like this on our side of town. I'm glad you're enjoying it, Margie. If my students saw me here, I don't know what they'd think. You should bring them here, Gloria. They need to learn that education isn't just something you get in a classroom. They're ten. I don't think they're quite ready to learn about colored nightclubs. <laughs> Maybe when I'm teaching high school. Is that the next step for you? I sure hope so. I enjoy the younger kids, but I feel like my college education is going to waste, you know? At least you're working, Gloria. Sometimes I wonder why I bothered making the effort. Four years of college, and then the war ends. There go all the jobs. Oh, you're going to be just fine, Marjorie. You and Bill will be married in three months, and everything will be wonderful. You're getting married? Oh, goodness. <laughs> yes, I am. We haven't spoken in a while. I, I was going to tell you tonight. Remember Bill Jeffries? The football player. You're still together. You're marrying him. Margie, that's wonderful. Congratulations. Thank you. Oh, oh dear. What? No, I'm I'm sorry I didn't tell you sooner, Lisa. I know we don't see each other much anymore, but I still consider you a dear friend, and I wanted to... Damn it, Gloria. Couldn't you let me do this in my own way? I'm sorry. I just assumed you'd told her. What is it? You know about my parents. They insisted on having the wedding at the Kenilworth Country Club, and the club is, well... Ah, they'd let me in the kitchen, I bet. Yes, it's that kind of a place. I, I'm so sorry, Lisa. I just didn't know how to tell you. I'm very, very happy for you, Margie. I really like this music, Lisa. What do you call it? It's jazz, Gloria. Oh, <laughs> of course it is. As I live and breathe, better off with bonds. How you doing, Frank? Hello, Zeke. How you doing? I'm where I belong, Frank. Unlike some people, what brings you to Chicago? We've just seen how the other half lives. You know how it is. Indeed, I do. Your friends here, they from St. Louis, too? They are. These fellas come with me everywhere I go. The price of being popular and well-liked. You know, we've been having some trouble with some out-of-town niggas the past couple of months. I suppose you wouldn't know anything about that. Now, why would I know anything about any trouble, Zeke? I'm just an honest businessman, like you and your brothers. Must be difficult for a man like you running a small town like St. Luke. <laughs> well, I can see why you think so, Zeke, but actually, it's pretty easy. Leaves me a lot of free time to explore my other options, you know what I'm saying? I don't know a thing, Frank. I'm the stupid one, remember? <laughs> Listen, you gentlemen have a great time here tonight at the Royale. Have someone bring over a bottle. Compliments of the house. Mighty sociable of you, Zeke. Mighty sociable. You give my best to Everett, you hear? Shall do. You think he's here just for fun, Zeke? I do not. But if he was behind that shit that's been going down lately, I don't think he'd just stroll in here so casually. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna do just what I said. I'm gonna send over a bottle. I don't want no trouble with him. They push a little, we don't push back, we just smile. What if they push a lot? Then we'll deal with that when the time comes. I'm not starting a game war with St. Louis over some drunk-ass shit that happens in the nightclub. For now, I'll keep my eye on that son of a bitch. Real close. Ha! <laughs> Zeke doesn't know whether the shit or go blind. Is it safe pushing him like that? He's not gonna pull anything, not in here. Not without checking with his brother. Jesse? Jesse's not in charge. Not really. Everett's still pulling the strings from the slam. He's getting out soon, though, right? Yeah. We probably won't see anything from these boys until then. So for now, 
Let's just enjoy the evening. Compliments to Mr. Copeland, sir. <laughs> Look at that. Free champagne, boys. Let's drink up. <laughs> suppose that was all about what are you talking about Zeke and that smooth operator over there yeah I, I, I don't know man it's Saturday let me enjoy my drink my music and my ladies mm, there's something going on Casper who is that guy oh shit look you not you're not gonna let me enjoy myself tonight are you who's what guy oh shit that's Frank Barnes right there from St. Lou they call him better offer better offer how come Shit, how the hell would I know? It's what they call a man. Him and Zeke ain't real friendly. Look, he runs the policy wheel in St. Louis. I seen him there a couple times when I was visiting my cousin. I never seen him in Bronzeville, though. You think something's going on? Yeah, man. Saturday night is going on. Now let's get back to it. Keeps me busy and, oh dear. What? I think you have an admirer. Excuse me? Over there, that well-dressed colored gentleman with the friends. Gloria, you're gonna have to narrow that down. <laughs> that one, he's waving at you. Who, him? <laughs> he must be twice my age. And is that, <sighs> that's Frank Barnes. Who's Frank Barnes? He's a, a businessman, he's from St. Louis. Not exactly a business rival of my brother's, but not a friend either. Well, whatever he is, he's coming over this way. Oh, good lord, he is. He's coming to see you, Lisa. <gasps> what if he isn't? What do you mean? What if he's got his eye on you, Margie? <laughs> what would Bill say if you broke it off for, you know, a big black buck? Jesus, <laughs> Gloria, would you stop it? Good evening, ladies. How do you do? Do you remember me, Lisa? I remember you, Mr. Barnes. Mr. Barnes? <laughs> no, no, no. Frank, baby, call me Frank. We old friends, right? We've met. Well, I'm flattered you remember. It was quite a while back. Uh-huh. Well, you gonna introduce me to your friends? Marjorie, Gloria, this is Frank Barnes from St. Louis. My friends call me Better Offer. Why do they call you that, Mr. Barnes? Because whatever you got going on, I can make you a better offer, sweet thing. <gasps> Mr. Barnes, uh, Frank, please. Now, I didn't mean nothing, Lisa. What say you and me get down there on the dance floor, full time's sake? No, thank you, Frank. That's no way to treat me, baby. Come on, you and me. Marjorie, I don't like this. Lisa can take care of herself, I think. Hey, baby, sorry I'm late. Wait, excuse me? Got caught up in the rain. My usual sparring partner was out sick, and I got to go up against a heavyweight. What are you? Hey there, Jimmy Tillman. Nice to meet you. Lisa, who is this joke? <laughs> this is Jimmy, Frank. He told you. Hi, honey, I was starting to worry. Girls, this is my beau, Jimmy. The boxer. Hello, ladies. Pleased to meet you. Hello. Hi, Jimmy. This your man? Yes, he is. <laughs> what if I said I didn't believe you? Now, why would you say something like that? This is someone else's business, young brother, not yours. Well, I think it might be mine. And I think we'd all be better off if you just went back over there with your friends. And what if I don't want to do that, young brother? I'd be happy to make you a better offer. <laughs> all right, young brother, all right. You're a funny fella. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, I was just saying hi to an old family friend. You and Lisa, you have a nice night tonight. Lisa, I see you around. And you, young brother, you keep it warm for me. Thank you, old brother. I will. 
I certainly will. <laughs> what made you do that? I'm a student of human behavior. I was watching how he was moving, how you were moving. There was nothing good going on over here, and I can see you wanted out. I thought to myself, beautiful sister like that, she shouldn't have to be spending her Saturday night tolerating that sort of thing. All right. Now, first, you have got to know that I could have taken care of that myself. But second, thank you, kind stranger, for that. But don't think that's going to get you anything more than the thanks you just got. And that's even more than I would have hoped for. You're very welcome. You're really a boxer. I'm a fighter when I have to be. Other things, too. I bet you are. And now here's my brother Zeke. Too little, too late. <laughs> what? What's going on here? Frank Barnes stopped by. Didn't seem like he was going to leave until Sugar Ray Robinson here stepped up. You're a boxer? Well, Frank thinks he is now. <laughs> Thank you, young brother. What did he say your name was again? Jimmy Tillman. Right, right, right. Casper's friend. I work with him. For you, boss. Well, you got my gratitude tonight, Jimmy. Go back, you tell Casper. Rest of the night's on me. Well, thank you, Mr. Copeland. And good night to you, Miss Lisa, and your lovely friends here. You all have yourselves a beautiful night. Thank you, Jimmy. Of course he works for you. Everyone works for you. You say it like it's a bad thing, sis. No, it's just my life. <laughs> that it is. Well, I'm getting back to my life now. You ladies enjoy the rest of the evening. So, girls, what do you say? Shall we order another bottle of champagne? Um, I think we may have to call it a night, Lisa. It's getting late, and this is all a bit too exciting for me, I'm afraid. Uh, Gloria? I think I should call it a night, too, Lisa. But this was all very, very fun. Thank you so much for bringing us here. Damn, Jimmy, what happened over there? Just talking to the lady. Man, I told you who she is. And now we're even, because she definitely knows who I am. Man, you don't know how to play a sack, do you? <laughs> Shut up and enjoy the music, Casper. It's Saturday night, man. Now drink to that. <laughs> I know you hate hearing this, but you were magnificent tonight, Curtis. Why would I hate hearing that from you, my love? Oh, stop. Hmm. I've never known a man to take a compliment as badly as you do. That was a great speech. Thank you. And I love seeing you in a tux. Who am I to argue with you? <laughs> <laughs> the new wing of the hospital will do nothing but good for our people. I do what I can. Oh, honey. Hmm. No. What? No. Mm-mm. Woman. Maxwell, would you mind pulling over here? Yes, ma'am. Where are you going? I'm going for a walk. Maxwell, would you be so kind as to just follow along slowly? I surely will. Anna. Curtis Randolph, take your wife for a stroll through our neighborhood. Would you? Very well. Such a beautiful night. We haven't just been out for a walk in ages. I know. Look at all of this, honey. Look at all these people. What do you see? I see a lot of history. Mm. 
I see things I did, people I lost, people I hurt. What do you see over there? Across the street over there, mm-hmm. where Easy Hines shot Pepper Young in the ear. Hmm. That joint's a reefer house. Mm-hmm. That place we just passed, that's where the cops shot Horace Mack Oof. 23 times. And we're about to come up on the spot where Capone's guys machine gun three pimps so they could take over all the hookers in Bronzeville. It's hard to believe I was neck deep in all of that. All of it. I knew that when I met your baby. I also knew the man who struggled underneath all of that. You want to know what I see? Hmm. That club over there, it's packed. Full of people listening to the greatest music in the world. And a couple blocks down is the Royale. And that music's even better. And down the street, I see where the new wing of the hospital's gonna be. Now, you didn't even look at that boy who just walked by with that beautiful girl on his arm. He was too wrapped up in her to notice you, but if he had, (laughs) he'd have thanked you for his scholarship. Curtis, you are sending that boy to law school. You look around and you see all the bad things you did on your way to becoming the man you are, and I see a neighborhood that is climbing up. I see people who stand a chance because of you. I see a neighborhood that wouldn't exist without Curtis Randolph. How do I get so lucky as to end up with you? Lord watches over all of us, baby. He delivered me to you just as surely as he delivered you to me. Yeah, you make a believer out of me every day, woman. Someone has to. <laughs> <laughs> Careful there, son. All right, damn pops. Uh, all right, no, no problem. No, no problem. Excuse me? Oh, hey, hey, hey. No, sir. We're very sorry. That's all right, young man. <laughs> Uh, sir, I, I, I'm very sorry. What, what is that shit, Casper? Motherfucker, that was Curtis Eyeball Randolph. The Eyeball Randolph? Yes. You think it's two of them? You see him coming, you best salute, Jimmy. I, 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 I got it, I got it. Say, why they call him Eyeball? Shit, I don't know. I think it's because he sees everything that happens here. Well, you're gonna be seeing more of me someday. Come on, fool. Let's get on. Your ass drunk. <laughs> hang on, hang on. All the things that a little girl loves. Ponytails, baby dolls. Don't you know I'll shine them all? Gee, I look so pretty. Just like a brand new pair of Thank you for listening. And don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.